Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome like anxiety, health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. So welcome to another episode of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. We have had quite a time over the last little while on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I have taken a little break and I just kind of wanted to come back and fill everybody in on sort of the why and it was kind of unexpected. So right before the Easter weekend, I um, had in where we live, there was an ice storm that came through and with that, um, a lot of ice, a lot of rain. And unfortunately, we lost our power. And in losing the power, we then lost our sump pump, which typically drains water out of our basement. So as you can imagine, um, within not very much time, things started to back up down in the basement. And, you know, it was starting to get quite wet down there. And I didn't know. My husband was away and... I had been checking the sump pump that it seemed okay and we had dinner we were able to use our gas stove to cook some dinner um for me and the kids and then i went down after because i thought oh i better get my stuff ready in case we're back to work tomorrow and of course i stepped right into this icy cold disgusting wet basement um going down there and it just kind of spiraled from there so I started to like be like, oh my gosh, what do we do? You know, panicking a little bit. um, And I then was like, okay, we need to get buckets. Like we need to get this water out of the sump pump area and like get it draining. And first I thought, wait a second, like we should unplug things. Like I don't know what is going to happen down here, how much water we're going to get. So I don't know. It probably was not a case in how to handle something like this. Definitely uh, a lot going through my head, trying to think of like, what are some of the do's and don'ts that you do when you start to get a flood? And at this point, I mean, I was in bare feet and it was just over top of my foot, right? Like, so it wasn't like feet of water, you know, of course, if, um, if there was more, you wouldn't probably even try to get down there. But it was at that point, I was in it because I had stepped into it. Um, and so then, you know, my son was helping with buckets and we were trying and I ended up calling my sister and I was like, I, they're not far away. I'm like, we need help here. Like this is, we're in a bad situation. And so they came to try to help. Um, but then also she was able, um, through my brother-in-law to contact somebody, um, a neighbor to get, um, a generator to try to get this sump pump going again, to try to get some of the water out of there. So, you know, definitely made mistakes. I didn't realize that our downstairs bathroom had its own separate sump pump. And so I had thought, oh, let's get the water out through there putting it down the toilet and of course then that started to back up it was just a whole situation um and not great and very fast like honestly we went from like the basement was completely dry to like very quickly this wet mess um 
And so then we got a generator going. Thank goodness, you know, there are good people out there who are willing to help others. And, you know, our neighbors did not have to lend us this generator, but they did. And we luckily had gas for it um, because we have a snowblower. And so we still had some gas left from that and were able to get it going. And, you know, it helped to clear out a lot of the water. But of course, we had carpet down there. So the underpad to the carpet just was like a big sponge and just soaked up all the water that had been on it. And I did not sleep at all that night. I was trying to listen for the generator. And then at one point I got up to put more gas in it. And I guess I didn't put enough because sure enough, it shut itself off around five in the morning. So I went out again and I could not get it started. Um, so had to call our neighbor back. It was just such a collection of challenges and not something that I want to relive anytime soon. Um, luckily, we were all okay. Luckily, it did not get that cold, having no heat um, and no um, electricity overnight. We were okay. Like it was cool in here, um, for sure. But we, you know, my daughter was actually sleeping with me cause my husband was away. So, you know, we kind of cuddled up my son, we just put extra blankets and, and they were okay overnight. And, um, we kind of got through that. And then the next morning, since I didn't really sleep, I was like down, you know, starting this cleanup again. And some of the water had drained with the sump pump um, and things had started to drain away. But of course, the carpet and the laminate flooring down there, we had two types of flooring, one laminate in the gym and then carpet in, we have a spare bedroom down there and then also like a TV room. And that was all carpeted. We had put in new carpet when we moved in. So um yeah, that was really soaking it up for sure. So my sister and her kids had brought over these squeegees and I was like continuously trying to squeegee, squeegee and get get as much water out as I could. But um, it seemed like to no avail. So of course, Thursday after the storm, I call our insurance company and they're like, oh, you don't actually speak to your agent. You have to call this claims number. And then the claims person took all this information and assigned it to like an adjuster. And then one adjuster called and she said, but I'm not really going to be your adjuster. There'll be another one next week. So it was quite a, a rigmarole to start with them. And then they did say, we're going to get this company to come over, a disaster um, company that can go through, which sounded great because... At that point, I had started moving some things out of the area. We had, you know, obviously picked up a lot of stuff, but like I really wasn't sure what to do next and, you know, was kind of trying to guide through this. So they came on Friday, um, went through, said, don't move anything, leave everything. We're going to come back. We're going to take pictures. We're going to bring our big fans. We're going to bring our dehumidifiers get this all dried out I can they were like I can see the company might want to save the carpet so we'll peel it all back and remove the under pad but like the carpet can be dried out but the laminates definitely not going to be saved and so we'll pull that all out so I felt like Friday okay things are are going in the right direction we're getting some help um, my husband came home kind of over the weekend and so I filled him in on all of this and um we were kind of told just don't don't touch anything at this point someone's coming back 
you know, you're not going to be able to like suction out this water and all of this stuff. So then they said someone would probably be back Monday. And so I thought, oh, that's a while. But okay, if this is what we have to do, hadn't heard back from the insurance that we could do anything differently. Um, And Monday came and went. It was a long weekend, right? Um, So I thought, oh, maybe, you know, I know we were not the only person affected by this, that there was probably a million people to be getting to in terms of different claims. So I thought, okay, don't panic. But then Tuesday, I got a call from our insurance company and they said, so everything's been dealt with, right? Like the company came and I was like, no, like they came, they took a bunch of pictures and they told me a bunch of stuff, but like they've never come to do anything yet. Um, They haven't come back. And so he was, oh my goodness, okay, I got to get on the phone with them and, and make sure that they're back. You know, they need to help you. And so, okay, like I said, so still like just leave everything or what are we doing here? And then he said, yeah, let me get back. And so Tuesday came and went and then Wednesday came and went and Thursday I get a call kind of mid-morning. Of course, I'm working, but um, I get a call saying, have you heard back from the company? And I was like, we have not. And he said, okay, you've got to get all of this out of there now. Like, this is just getting too long and you've, you're just going to have to do it. And I was like, what? Like, w- we're going to have to do it? And he's like, yep, you got to go down there, cut up the carpet Cut, take out the laminate, get it all out of the house, or you're going to end up with a lot of problems. Okay. And I already felt like we were having problems. So I was like, okay, I guess this has to happen. And so, you know, my husband started doing some because I had to work um, and I had tons of meetings. Like I just really couldn't just step away. Um and then we started moving, like I had already moved some of the furniture off of the areas and kept them, I was told, you know, you can move them, but keep it together. So we just kept shifting that stuff. Um, and then Saturday, fr- like Friday, Saturday, we spent removing the carpet and the underlay, which was a big soggy mess. We had to order a dumpster because we needed somewhere to put all of this. So that couldn't be delivered till Monday. So, you know, we kind of had to move it all out and then move it all into the dumpster. And then Sunday we spent doing the laminate, which was like a smaller section of the basement. So it was less intense than the carpet for sure. Um, And then at that point, it was going through contents. And so I had, you know, we have a furnace room that had a lot of storage stuff in it. We had damaged contents in the the rooms that were usable, like the the bedroom, which is also an office, and then um, the rec room and the gym. And then we have a whole storage area that was also affected. So I was like, oh my gosh, I hate that storage area to start because I do not do well with organizing stuff. Like, you know, we're talking boxes of stuff, tubs of stuff. Um, so that's what I spent my Monday doing. Uh, I ended up having to take a day off and, and just spent the whole day like going through our storage area, pulling out damaged boxes. And then I was told to document everything. So take a picture of everything that's damaged, which, you know, is time intensive. You're not just throwing things out. You're kind of like, okay, what can we save? you know, what's damaged, 
take a picture of things that can't be saved, right? Like, so it's it was a long haul. Some things, um, of course, there's always sentimental. My diploma from my undergraduate degree was down there and it got wet and the colors all bled on it. So it looks horrible now. And, um, you know, there's there's always things like that that you lose along the way. Um, I think overall, we were really lucky, of course, you know, like could have always been worse, but it just kind of seemed to be this nonstop um, keep things keep going wrong, like things keep getting missed. And and so we did all of that work. Of course, we're like exhausted from moving all of this stuff out and then um, heard back from the company, the insurance company, and they said, yes, we're going to pay you out. Um, for what we would pay for a sewer backup, even though, I don't know, I'm still confused by this. Like the power went out due to an ice storm, but somehow it was a sewer backup. I don't know. I Maybe if you're in insurance, you understand this. So we ended up having, I didn't have to do a contents detail. I had to send them photos showing that it was, you know, kind of damage to the maximum amount. And I did that and they were satisfied with that. Um, which is better because I really think it would have been hours and hours trying to detail all of the damaged contents. Um, but it just, it was such a challenging process, but I still felt like I'm not sure that it's been dealt with properly. Like we didn't have a company in that was like a true restoration company. I should say we ended up when we found out we had to do this all ourselves, we have a dehumidifier. We had lent one to my mom, so we got that one back. We have a couple fans. My mom had a couple fans. My sister had a couple fans. So we had, you know, this is what we were told by the insurance company, like get the dehumidifiers, circle fans around them, and just get that area drying out. So that was all happening too as we were, um, you know, removing the wet contents and everything and and going through everything. And so it just was super intense. It was a lot to deal with. Um, the whole initial flood was a lot too. Like I still felt very um, anxious and sort of ramped up from that, dealing with that, especially, um, you know, being here and trying to kind of direct the kids and be like, okay, it's going to be okay. But like how, honestly, how how am I dealing with this flood, right? Like it was... Um, something that was a lot for sure. And like I said, we got super lucky because I did hear of people that had feet of water in their basement. And, you know, we ended up because we were able to borrow the generator, um, not with that amount of damage. Um, so I still, like I said, wasn't sure how well things had been dealt with. And I'm always leery of mold. I know on the podcast, I spoke with Dr. Jill Krista about her book, Break the Mold. We've done mold protocols on our family. Um, and because of the link with Panda's Pans, I've just was obviously very nervous. And so we were at our naturopath for a check-in and she suggested that we spray the area with something called Benefect, which is like a botanical mold spray. It's supposed to be like super strong. You can use it as like a cleaner, but it's supposed to be strong enough that it will clear mold. And so then I spent kind of a weekend doing that, um, ripping off trim, 
uh, wiping down behind trim because, of course, I did see some mold spores in there. And then spraying, cleaning, and respraying. I sprayed like all of the cement. I sprayed the walls, like the connecting areas. Um, we were lucky that it doesn't seem that there's like drywall damage, but um, you know, I I'm I'm not a specialist here. And so I feel like I've done the best that I can at this point in using, you know, what what we were able to come across. And I'm hopeful that, you know, we've we've got it right at this point. And then Things are definitely dry down there. Um, we've got the the humidity way down. Of course, you know, this is six weeks later. So uh, thank goodness it's dry. And uh, now we're looking at, well, what do we do in the future? Trying to see what we can find from um, a generator standpoint so that we don't have something like this happen again. Um, but it's definitely been a learning and I feel like We've been lucky, you know, someone referred us to a contractor that was quite good in order to start the flooring and, you know, replacing things. The naturopath talked to us about mold again, and so I got that spray. And then I've also purchased some air-free um, air filters, air purifiers as well, because that was recommended just to make sure that we're getting that air cleaned out down there. Um, and hoping, hoping that, you know, some of these connections are going to set us in the right direction so that we're going to have, um, a restored but healthy space in the end and, um, not, not like ongoing issues. I'm, I'm really hopeful. So we're starting to get to the point where it's looking up, but certainly, uh, it's been a challenge and it's interesting. I mean, I wasn't surprised at all to, to like need to spray for mold because I could feel just like stuff in the air, like in the house. I was like, something's up. And I think I'm really sensitive and, you know, just the wet carpet and all of that. And so, you know, it felt better to get it out, but it felt even better once I did this spray. And now that we have the air purifiers going that much better as well. Um, so definitely recommend it if you um, have found mold somewhere, and it's topical and it's something that you could spray. Benefect is the product that, that we were given a reference for and I was able to find it and purchase it through a supplier around um, where I live. So recommend that for sure. I've still got some areas left to do um, in the furnace room, but um, I've hurt my upper back, so it's going to have to wait before I can do more spraying and uh, and continue this cleanup, but I feel like we're so much closer. So with that, I'm, you know, turning my mind back to the podcast and I have done a couple of interviews. Part of the challenge, I had to cancel a bunch of the interviews that I had set because we got the flood and first some of them were that week and so we literally had no power and then some of the other interviews I didn't have my microphone and podcasting equipment set up anywhere because it was in that basement and so I was able to obviously you know save and get all of that stuff out of there but I didn't have another room that I was you know ready to go and record in um, you know, our, our family computer that I use is kind of out in the middle of the house. And so I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to record a podcast 
during this whole situation. And so we've gotten there. You know, I've, I'm recording this one in my bedroom. I did a number of interviews from my bedroom, setting up a temporary space and have kind of kept things going, but just I've not gotten to the point of being able to publish any of those interviews and actually get them up. Um, so, you know, if you bear with me, I'm hoping that over the next month we'll be able to see a few of these great interviews uh, start to get out there into the world. I have um, one with a young woman who has pans and we're going to talk about her experience with pans. I have another interview with someone who was a professional athlete and now has moved to become um, a nutritional therapy practitioner in helping others. She has Hashimoto's and helping other people who have similar conditions. So that one will be interesting for sure. I have another one coming up with a mental health therapist and health coach where we're talking about the link between mental health and gut health. So again, that was a great conversation. And then lastly, a great conversation with a spiritual hypnotist where we kind of dive into spiritual practice and the spiritual connection. And it's, it's quite an interesting conversation as well. So all that to say, there is lots to come this spring and early summer on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. And I hope, I don't know, I don't know if this has been interesting to you um, to hear sort of what's been going on on my side, but um definitely a lot I will say and so as I nurse this back situation now that I'm dealing with you know our whole family then had colds it's just it's been quite the interesting spring 2023 um hoping to get back on track and what I am thinking is I'll probably put out episodes throughout June um and then into maybe early July and then take a little break again but we'll see I've I've got another one set up um, for next week to record and and I'm still finding so many people out there that are worth connecting with and talking to and hearing about some of their um, interesting journeys and and what kind of things that they're into health wise and and things like that it just seems like it's never ending and my interests keep changing so um I'm definitely not running out of what um what is interesting and what I can look into out in the world so I am hoping to if you want to hear more um even if it's you want to hear more things from me or you want to hear more about X and you're not even sure who to connect me with or you know you read a great book and you're like try to get this author you know um, I am reaching out to a few authors in the next little while from some key books that I've read um, hoping to get them on the show so I'm always game to try I mean the worst I can get from people is a no and you know it does happen sometimes people are too booked up or you know they're looking for a different um, type of interview and that's cool Um, but yeah if you've got some ideas for the show certainly let me know you can email me at 
uh, real life project co as all one word at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, send me a direct message um, at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady Gluten. So thanks for listening. I hope that your spring has honestly went well and um, maybe you've had a little more ease than what we've had. Uh, we're hoping to kind of get on the other side of this challenge and and start to normalize. That's that's always my goal. I just want to normalize things a little bit and uh, hopefully hopefully that's where we're headed. And, you know, it would be nice to pepper in a little bit of fun. That's kind of what I'm also really hoping because with this case, I keep saying to myself, like, people renovate areas of their home. You know, people renovated their basement. People renovate a kitchen. Like, it's doable, but I think... It was just that it's been so thrust upon us. And of course, in losing that basement area, like we're living in half of the house that we were living in before. So everyone's kind of on top of each other, getting a little bit cranky and, you know, out of their normal rhythm, which of of course affects moods. And then also just a, a renovation out of nowhere to, you know, go pick out these materials, you know, find, you know, contractors, find people that are willing and available to do the work and um, that's even not done because like I said we've still got a lot of work on the the generator I want to redo our sump pump get that replaced um, and look more into the backup and then the other thing that I'm really taking away is I want to have a good you know 72 hour emergency kit available because I definitely found we were kind of you know searching for things and um would have had a harder time definitely if it was colder than it was and so it's just that reminder of you need to have things ready to go you know you need to be prepared for those times when things don't go as planned so thanks for listening and i hope you all have a great week thank you for listening to the learning to slay the beast podcast Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se hyphen german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi ko ficom slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.